Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 240 here on a big uh, Wednesday hump day, October the 11th. Uh, of course, a lot, uh, lot going on right now. Major League Baseball playoffs, uh, American League went at it last night. The National League and uh, one other American League game will take place. NCAA football last night, believe it or not, three games on the uh, total board. Uh, elsewhere, the National Hockey League got underway with three matches uh, with that. Some good news, bad news. Uh, meanwhile, we'll have a couple coaches on today. Coach Rick Hudson of uh, Holland Baptist, the Bears, and Artie Laosa with the Delcom Panthers. Later on, we'll talk about a little bit about the Saints and also Olympic star fighting for our life right now. And of course, as always, Today in sports history. Meanwhile, uh, last uh, yesterday uh, afternoon and last night, uh, Major League playoffs continued despite the Orioles uh, just having a wonderful year, uh, winning over 100 games. Uh, they went down uh, yesterday to Texas as they journeyed to Arlington where the uh, Rangers uh, beat the Baltimore Orioles yesterday by a score of uh, 7-1. Uh, meanwhile, the I don't think the Orioles, uh, uh, it was a while since they'd been swept. I want to say uh, more than 500 games, maybe something like that. That's right. Uh, with that uh, and at least a three game series, it's possible they were swept in a two game series. Uh, but uh, three, four game series uh, had not been swept. This, of course, was a five game or best of That's five right. game series. But all it took was three. That's right. Well, the looks on the faces of those 46,000 Baltimore Oriole fans uh, as they quietly exited Camden Yard on Sunday after a discouraging loss to the Rangers. Uh, not one of anger, but one of sadness. The fans of Baltimore, uh, the provincial town, a brick town, a neighborhood town, had waited almost a decade to celebrate the return of October baseball after such a painful rebuild. Uh, instead of 11 walks later, an orange mass of uh, people walked into uh, darkness, stunned, and then uh, then comes along uh, with another loss. And then uh, last night, uh, the Orioles lost 7-1 in Game 3, uh, ending the season and marking the first time since star catcher Adley Rutschman uh, debuted on May 21, 2022. The Orioles had been swept in a series of any length, yet uh, when the season ended Thursday night at Globe Life Field, the Orioles' clubhouse was not in a stunned silence. It was a wash. And the feelings that a still remarkable season just didn't uh, end as expected. Uh, manager Brandon Hyde uh, viewed it as a successful season. Uh, how can I not? He said, we won 101 games, won the East. We defied the odds. No one gave us a chance. We really played well all season, and they did. Two years after finishing 39 games out of the fourth place, the second team ever to finish that far behind the next worst team in league division, Orioles swiftly uh, revitalized baseball in Baltimore with a swashbuckling style of play. Young, hungry, and athletic players pushed uh, every night on the bases at the plate on the mound. They had the best record in the American League uh, two years after having the worst record, joining the 67-69 Mets as the only two teams in Major League history to win 100 games in the same three-year period in which they lost 100 games. Of course, uh, it didn't end well uh, for them. And, uh, of course, when they uh, ran into a Rangers team that is more experienced in October, has a payroll, you ready, of $150 million more than that of the Orioles. And uh, and even though they were a wild card team, they led that division much of the year, a very competitive division. The Astros uh, showing how competitive that division was by taking a 2-1 series lead at Minnesota. So, you know, again, a little shocking that it's a three-game sweep. Uh, but, but again, not shocking that they won this series. Yeah, yeah, right. And, you know, if you forget about Seattle. They they led uh, into uh, September for a little while, too, until uh, 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 they uh, lost uh, some games, some big games. Uh, but they were really playing well also, and they – they were in first place for a few days, if not a few weeks, uh, uh, during the latter part of the season. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, the Orioles' ninth inning also brought uh, confusion. The Henderson single to start the inning. And, uh, meanwhile, the Orioles uh, just uh, can't uh, get get it going as uh, they go down in three games to the uh, Tex- uh, Texas Rangers, who uh, are waiting to see if they're going to take on uh, the Houston Astros for an all-Texas uh 
uh, I guess, uh, American League championship. Uh, God, I'd hate to be in Texas if that happens. <laughs> the, the ego of those people to begin with, you know? Oh, you're right about that. I've been down there many a time to watch games. And uh, anyway, the Astros, uh, of course, the defending champs. And uh, they're at, uh, you know, they were hanging on. Uh, Altuve missed, what, 60 games uh, to start the season with a broken thumb that he's uh, received in the uh, 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 the baseball classic. And uh, with that, he comes back. They start playing a little bit better, and uh, they they get uh, a star pitcher back <laughs> with a, a freakish deal. But uh, Verlander comes back to pitch some gems for him down the stretch, and uh help them getting to the uh, playoffs. In the meantime, uh, Houston yesterday up in uh, Minnesota, uh, they go ahead in that series. It was tied one apiece as the uh, 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 Twins uh, won the opening series in that game. And uh, with that, uh, they just they started playing really well. And uh, in the meantime, uh, the uh, – I want to say the uh, Astros uh, just uh, knocking a cover off the ball is uh, they score four in the top of the first, kind of breeze away till they score another in the fifth, another in the sixth. Uh, they're leading six to nothing when Minnesota finally scratches in the bottom of the sixth. They go on to score three more in the top of the ninth uh, and uh, go on to beat the uh, Minnesota Twins uh, nine to one. I would hit them fourteen to three. The uh, the um, I want to say the uh, uh, Twins commit one error in the game, but uh, it uh, was just a story of the day as the Astros just peppering the ball all over the place uh, with that uh, knockout. I uh, uh, want to say uh, four home runs in uh, Twins Park. So uh, with that, uh, former LSU All-American uh, had uh, had one along with Alvarez and hitting two, Abreu, uh, with two homers in that game and uh, knocked in uh, – I'm trying to see with my stats here, five RBIs in that game. So uh, Alvarez also has three hits in that game. And uh, Javier wins the game, goes five innings, uh, gives up one hit, walks five, though, not strikes out nine. And uh, coming back uh, with uh, three different pitchers before they go with their closer, Montero, uh, with that. And uh, the Astros right now looking pretty good as uh, they'll play uh, game uh, four today. And if the Astros win it, uh, they go on to uh, face uh, the uh, Texans uh, uh, for the American League uh, pennant. Meanwhile, um, uh, games on tap today, Atlanta, uh, it will be in Philadelphia. Of course, that series is all tied up at one. Uh, Not sure who will throw for Atlanta today, but Nola, the former LSU uh, great, uh, will be pitching for the Phillies today. Uh, Houston, I guess it's uh, Accordy, Accordy. Uh, uh, is pitching for the Astros today. He's three and three. Minnesota is going to go with Ryan. He's eleven and ten. Meanwhile, the late game uh, this evening, the National League, uh, the Dodgers. Uh, they're holding on by string. Uh, Arizona. They'll be in Arizona tonight. Uh, Len, uh, Lance Lynn will go for the uh, Dodgers, and uh, I want to say this for, for Addy uh, will pitch for Arizona. He's three and nine. Interesting. Uh, in a big game as it is, uh, of course, Lance Lynn uh, with a uh, uh, background of some playoff games, uh, played with uh, after the, with the Cardinals, but also with uh, the White Sox and uh, came on with the Dodgers this year. So uh, anyway, going to be some interesting games. Of course, uh, the Phillies are a favorite in that game uh, with a minus 121. The over and under is nine. Houston, meanwhile, uh, Minnesota, they show us a favorite in that game at minus 120, over and under eight. And the Dodgers in Arizona tonight uh, uh, as the Dodgers uh, are the favorites of minus 140 with an over and under of nine and a half. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the Dodgers can hang on. You know, the Dodgers had the uh, one over 100 games, too, along with Atlanta and Baltimore uh, with those teams. So uh, going to be interesting uh, in that regard, Jeff. Uh, we'll see how uh, things hold up uh, as uh, the Dodgers have to win tonight in Arizona uh, the next two nights to come back to Dodger Stadium uh, for that fifth and final game if it's necessary. So uh, uh, right now the Dodgers just aren't hitting the ball either. And as many home run hitters as they have and as small as Dodger Stadium is, you'd think they'd have a few more homers. But it's been Arizona peppering the ball against uh, the Dodgers in this series and the reason they're down 0-2. Meanwhile, uh, NCAA football last night, folks, if you can believe that, they had three games last night. Of course, uh, all eyes were kind of on the La Texters uh, taking on, uh, I want to say they were playing 
uh, uh, Middle Tennessee State in uh, college action last night and uh, Conference USA game. And uh, the Texters uh, play pretty well, but they just can't uh, punch it through. They get beat 31-23 to 23, uh, late as Middle Tennessee jumped out in front of them and they made a comeback, but it just wasn't meant to be as the uh, – uh, the Bulldogs, a lot tech, go down 31-23. to Elsewhere, a game of interest, Liberty still undefeated. They take on Jacksonville State of Alabama, where Rich Rodriguez is the coach there at uh, Jacksonville State after uh, uh, being at uh, Garden Valley State up in West Virginia, then at Tulane, then went to Clemson with Tommy Bowden, then West Virginia, then moved on to Arizona, then on to Michigan, then uh, – then I think was the offensive coordinator for a lot Louisiana Monroe and the Terry Bowden, and now at Jacksonville State, and they get uh, beat last night as Liberty keeps it going uh, at six and zero. They beat them thirty one to thirteen last night uh, on a game that was seen on uh, uh, national TV. Meanwhile, the other game of interest to Cajun fans was Coastal Carolina taking on App State, and uh, did watch some of that game too in that regard uh, to see how. Uh, uh, Coastal Carolina and App State would do. Uh, game was back and forth for a while. Coastal came back late to tie it up, and then uh, uh, looked like App State was driving for the winning field goal to uh, win the game on a big pass play. And as it ended, after about 65 yards, it was a fumble by the receiver. Uh, uh, Coastal uh, recovers it before it goes out of bounds, and they go on to drive down the field, kick the winning field goal. Uh, to beat App State 27-24 uh, to 24 in a big ball game uh, in the uh, Sun Belt. So uh, a lot of action going on around the uh, leagues. And uh, last but not least, uh, Jeff, to talk about this a little bit, National Hockey League cranked it up last night as uh, the uh, Blackhawks won a big game last night against the Penguins by a score of 4-2. to two. And how did the 18-, 19-year-old do in that, uh, making his uh, National Hockey League debut? Had an assist on his first, um, his first uh, assist on the Hawks' first goal last night. So, um, you know, the pundits uh, thought he played a heck of a ball game or a hockey match. But, uh, yeah, looked good. Shot a lot. Uh, thought he uh, didn't do real well on face-offs, but um, he'll get there. Uh, yeah, no, it was a quality uh, effort. Hawks were down two to nothing. Uh, the goaltending for the Hawks was spectacular. I'm not going to try and pronounce this guy's name, but uh, he, he was just fantastic. Glove saves. Uh, he was picking the puck out of the air left and right. Um, you know, the, the first goal that Pittsburgh scored was a weird deflection right in front of the net. Uh, you know, it's you know game of chance sometimes, uh, but uh, for the most part, the black. And then uh, they scored a, a power play goal. Now, the Hawks uh, came back, uh, an empty netter late in the game, made it 4-2, to two, but still a quality come-from-behind victory for the Hawks. And uh, other action last night in the National Hockey League. Uh, Connor, as he mentioned, Jeffy just uh, didn't score a goal but had an assist, and uh, he was the number overall pick uh, for the uh, National Hockey League. And uh, and you, uh, you, you think he lived up to his? Of course, he's what eighteen, nineteen years uh, one old. One game does not uh, make you live up to or fail to live up. This is to true. Expectation, but um, with all the pressure, with all the eyes on him, I thought he played fantastic last night. Anyway, and, and you know he's uh, playing center, uh, dropped the puck to open the game against his childhood hero, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> so I mean, come on. Yeah, this is there's, true. And there's another one, uh, Eric Carlson who's also on uh, Pittsburgh that uh, he grew up with uh, almost. Uh, he, he, he knew him growing up. And a uh, game was played in uh, Chicago last night? No, it was Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, anyway, he's only 18 years old, though. I mean, a lot of growing to do uh, in that regard. And uh, getting a little stronger, a little bigger, uh, it all comes into play. But uh, anyway, as you mentioned, uh, one game does not make a year or a season for that matter. But uh, anyway, good to see him uh, playing. Elsewhere, over in Las Vegas, they uh, put up the banner, I guess, uh, honoring their uh, world championship in uh, the National Hockey League last night. Uh, they take down, uh, I want to say, Seattle 4-1. to one, And the other match, uh, Tampa Bay uh, ends up beating, uh, uh, I believe, Nashville 5-3 to three in the National Hockey uh, uh, opening games uh, uh, last night or matches, yeah, that, that I should was... say. I was back and forth that uh, Nashville-Tampa game. Um, eventually, again, an empty netter uh, made it a two-goal game there at the end. But it was a, a good match. I 
caught the last couple of periods before the Hawks game, but um, quality hockey last night. And uh, also, uh, of course, you know, the Pelicans uh, played a little match last night against Orlando. Uh, just trying to see how our man uh, Zion Williamson did. He only played 15 minutes. Uh, the starters, not one starter played over 20 minutes last night. And uh, leading them uh, in scoring last night was a guy by the name of Sebron, who I'm not familiar with at all. Uh, along with Daniels had 10. Uh, Ingram had 14. McCullum, 12. Williamson, 12. Uh, along with Jones, 11, and uh, the big center, uh, Valanciunas, had uh, seven points. So uh, uh, Pelicans get beat 122 to 105 in New Orleans. Uh, uh, but uh, the good news is uh, Williamson didn't get hurt last night. <laughs> I tell you, you said 15 minutes. That's 15 minutes more than he played the last three months this last season. That's, so. that's right. That's right. So, anyway, that's that's the good news uh, in that regard. Of course, uh, and uh, NBA basketball getting ready to get underway in, in that regard. So, uh, elsewhere in uh, um, in the, uh, I want to say, the NFL, of course, the Saints, We'll travel to Houston this weekend to take on the Texans. Uh, the Texans are two and three. Saints are three and two after a fine performance uh, last week over the Patriots, who now looks like just a poor football team. Uh, as uh, you know, Dallas uh, beat them early in the year and they didn't look really good at all. And then the Saints hammered them Sunday, uh, thirty-four to nothing. Uh, meanwhile, uh, New Orleans started off at the Houston New Orleans game started off as a picket game and it went up as high as. Uh, a minus two and a half. The Saints were given two and a half to Houston, and that's back down to one and a half. So uh, with that, then uh, if you people didn't realize, Tony Jones Jr. was cut by the Saints. He was picked up uh, by uh, I think the Raiders uh, in that. So uh, Saints uh, um, trying to get things together. Uh, let's hope their offensive line plays a lot better. They're playing a Houston ball club that's really young. Forty-two and a half is the over and under that ball game Sunday at noon over in Reliance Stadium. You know that's one. I haven't been to that stadium. I've been around it, but uh, never in the stadium. Uh, my sister had season tickets for many years, as when they opened up, and uh, they—I uh, don't know if she renewed them a few, a few years ago. Maybe during the COVID, she might have not renewed them. But uh, meanwhile, the Thursday night game tomorrow night—it's going to be Denver at Kansas City. Sean Payton, uh, at least he has a victory under his hat, but he's given up the the Denver Broncos. They're giving up 36 points a game. Of course, that number's inflated with the 70 that the Dolphins put on them uh, uh, earlier in the year as they beat the uh, Broncos 70 to 20. But uh, meanwhile, Kansas City, a 10 and a half point pick in that game uh, uh, Thursday night. Of course, that's going to be on the Amazon Network if you have access to that. Uh, with that, with uh, big ball games, of course. Uh, uh, the National Football League uh, heading into their uh, six weeks. Uh, teams off this week are Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Or the ones off uh, Dallas uh, and the Chargers will be the Monday night game. The Giants and Buffalo will be the Sunday night game. Late games that uh, day uh, are going to be New England at Vegas, t- Detroit at Tampa Bay, Arizona at the Rams, and Philadelphia at the uh, Jets. Of course, uh, following uh, the Saints or at the same time with the Saints, uh, 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 also, they're going to have another game in London. What's that, three weeks in a row now or in Europe? A third game, uh, Baltimore takes on Tennessee. Uh, Baltimore, a three-and-a-half-point pick over in uh, – uh, or is that game going to be – yeah, it's in London. Uh, and did, did they are they having a game in Germany this year too? I think in I November. I believe so, yeah. In November, I believe, a game in Germany. But Washington will be at Atlanta, we'll go Commanders, uh, Minnesota at Chicago, Seattle at uh, Cincinnati, San Francisco at Cleveland. Should be an interesting match. Cisco, a six-point pick in Cleveland. And then Carolina and Miami uh, and Jacksonville, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis at Jacksonville are the uh, noon games for the day. So uh, a lot of football going on with that. And uh, also with that, of course, we've got our local high school games. Catholic High will be uh, entertaining the Delcom Panthers. It'll be homecoming for Catholic High uh, this particular uh uh, Friday night and uh, a lot more action going on with that. Uh, Their parade, by the way, tomorrow, today, don't forget, and hopefully the weather won't uh, impede too much on Westgate's parade uh, this afternoon that will encompass uh, downtown, parts of downtown. Yes, uh, with that, and uh, of course the uh, Westgate will be taking on North Vermillion uh, Thursday night as they move the time of that game from Friday to Thursday, so folks remember that. 
course, hopefully the weather will cooperate some for that game. Anyway, in the meantime, time to take our first break and bring back uh, one of our coaches at the 730 mark. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be right back with Coach right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49. Because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Kane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Kane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 AM 1240. And on the line with us is head football coach uh, Rick Hudson. Uh, good morning, coach. And uh, I know you journeyed up to uh, uh, Maryville last week, fourth weekend on the road. And uh, how did things go up in Maryville for our listeners? And also you take on uh, Covenant Christian at home, finally, uh, this uh, particular Friday night, Coach? Well, it was a long trip. Got to see some fern forest. You know, they had those uh, wildfires earlier in the year. Uh, found out that they still have a few of them going, according to the coaches. They're just kind of contained. But anyway, uh, you know, it was a competitive ball game, but uh, unfortunately, and uh, ultimately, we came out on the short end again. Yeah, and I'm Actually, uh, glad you mentioned those wildfires. I'd forgotten about that. That town, they almost had to uh, chase those folks uh, out of uh, town, but the town itself spared. But uh, what kind of uh, carnage did you see? We just saw a lot of, uh, you know, burned uh, timber. Um, a lot of, a lot, you know, and the ground's completely uh, black from from all the ashes. So, uh, and it's, you know, huge areas, so... So it's something you don't normally see. I'd imagine maybe an opportunity to put some things into perspective. It is. And, you know, we've gotten to know those coaches uh, not only through football but through uh, track in the last three or four years. And so we know a little bit about each other. And, you know, they just talk about, uh, you know, going to practice one day and then before practice is over, people coming on the field and saying, hey, y'all got to stop practice because we're under mandatory evacuation and families having to – to leave and go to different places because some of them went to Texas, some of them went to Alexandria. Uh, so you know, I mean, we we have some familiarity with uh, hurricanes and that and those types of situations, but uh, uh, wildfires are something we've never had to deal with. There you go. Put up uh, the most points uh, of uh, the season so far. Uh, you're close there at Hanson, uh, scored 26, but 27 on Saturday, uh, Friday night. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the progression of the offense. Well, uh, you know, as, as bad as it, it sounds, we, we probably left 21 points uh, on the field. Uh, just had some uh, some uh, mental mistakes that kept us from, from scoring even more. In fact, 
we felt like at one point we should have been up 21 to nothing and it was a seven nothing game. So, uh, we gotta, we gotta just figure out what, why we're continue to make those types of mistakes and, and try to improve. There you go. Maryville, um, like yourselves, uh, a lot of players going both ways. Uh, how are they uh, afforded a roster there? I'm sorry, you talking about Maryville or Covenant? Maryville. Their their numbers, what were they like? About like ours. About like ours. They had uh, quite a few guys going both ways. But, uh, uh, you know, we've kind of gotten to where we've got a, a lot of our players are rotating, so they're not going uh, – both ways all the time they get a break on one side of the ball gotcha so uh you try and put this one past you or uh, take the better things from it and move it forward uh, at home against covenant christian uh, at home through the next four games uh, what do you do to uh, make the most out of the rest of the season well you know it's, it's a, some people say it's just a cliche but you really take each week one at a time, and each day one at a time, and that's all you can do. Uh, you can't control what happened in the past, or you can't change what happened in the past, and you can't control what's going on tomorrow. You can only control what you, uh, time you have today. So uh, trying to get better, and, and we've uh, worked on a few things this week. We think it's going to allow Parker to, to have uh, a little, little more time and, and be a little more successful in the in the passing game. And then uh, – you know, got to improve offense. Excuse me, defensively, we're we're still giving up too many points and uh, making it hard on ourselves to get off the field. Coach Covenant Christian, what do they offer you? Well, they've got a new coach this year, which you know, uh, four of the ten teams we played this year have new coaches. Uh, one thing he's done, he's done a good job of getting more players out. Uh, you know, they're going to dress out about 48 people on the roster. Mm. Uh, a, a large number of those players are, are freshmen and, and a couple of uh, middle school kids, uh, a couple of, I think, an eighth grader and a seventh grader. But, uh, you know, number of seniors, they've got about eight seniors to our five. And, and actually, if you look at the number of juniors and seniors, uh, we're almost even. So, um, but, but they're doing a good job. Uh, they've got uh, two senior quarterbacks that they alternate. Uh, got a good young running back, a sophomore running back that's very, very quick and runs real hard. Uh, and then they just, he's got him playing very hard on defense. So, uh, they're much improved, I would say, over what they were last year. Uh, so we've got a, you know, we've got another tough challenge in front of us. There you go. Been a while since, uh, the home fans have had a chance to go to a home game. Anything they need to know about Friday night? Well, it's a pink out game. Uh, so, uh, encouraging our fans to, to participate in that. And uh, uh, other than that, nothing nothing uh, too different. Uh, our volleyball team's got their their uh, tournament this weekend on Saturday, so uh, that'll be going on the next day. And we also offer a fifth quarter for all our students uh, after the game. So uh, how's, that, uh, how's that work out? Yeah, I tell you what, the attendance, uh, we've only had the, the one, you know, it's the beginning of the season, but uh, attendance is, is, was great last year, and it was really great on that first one. So hopefully we'll have the same uh, same response this week. Oh, excellent. Uh, I know after that uh, you hit the road at Generet and then home against Centerville and Central Catholic. Uh, which of those two games are homecoming? Uh, Centerville will be our homecoming game, and Central Catholic is senior night. Gotcha. Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us as always. Anything else you want to leave us with before we let you go? Uh, guys, I, I enjoy talking with you. Appreciate the call. All right. All right. Good luck to you, Coach. Thank you, man. All you right. Appreciate Coach Rick Hudson joining us. And again on Saturday mornings uh, when we uh, recap the games from the night before. And uh, that is a district game, too, uh, uh, in that regard. And help me out a little bit. Covenant Christian is out of where, Jeff. Do you know? Uh, what do they call home? Uh, I thought it was the Homa area, but I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, so uh, they'll, they'll come a little ways uh, if they're from the Homa area uh, in that regard. So um, a little over an hour drive uh, to come play here at Holland Baptist. It is, in fact, in Homa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and also uh, there's a... Rue des Affaires. Okay. There's Homa Christian also uh, yeah. there, uh, along with uh, Vanderbilt uh, High School... Uh, uh, another parochial or uh, school, 
uh, in the meantime. So we they, wanna... they may be in gray. Um, this is private oh, okay. school in gray, that gray area between Homa and Thibodeau. Okay. Uh, and that uh, interesting uh, with, uh, you know, Coach Hudson uh, with a young team that he has this year, uh, just trying to do the best you can, keep their spirits up. Uh, just been a tough year for them. Uh, playing uh, in really a pretty strong district, too, when you consider VC and Hanson and uh, along with uh, Central Catholic. Yeah, and a uh, generate team that's really yeah, played true. well this year. They only have one defeat uh, in that regard, losing uh, uh, and then beating Hanson last week, uh, the generate Tigers. Uh, and uh, for me, the surprise team uh, here in this area this year uh, for high school football. So uh, with that, uh, meanwhile, uh, other games of interest uh, in our area this coming uh, Thursday night, we'll have Lafayette Christian and Turlings. That'll be a shootout. That's a Thursday night game over at Turlings. And uh, with that, so uh, that's a game a lot of people have a lot of interest in. Of course, uh, Turlings uh, Catholic uh, defeating Westgate last week by a score of 38, I believe, to 14. So Lafayette Christian uh, also on uh, Westgate schedule. But uh, Westgate this weekend takes on North Vermillion homecoming, I do believe, Jeff. Uh, Thursday night they play. And uh, the Patriots come into town to take on the Tigers. Hopefully the weather will cooperate to get that game in. We're supposedly going to have rain uh, today and Friday. Uh, hopefully Thursday uh, the weather will be uh, great. Uh, of course, Westgate does play on turf. So it uh, eliminates uh, uh, a lot of the uh, mud problems. Elsewhere around the area, New Iberia journeys the Yellow Jackets' journey to Barb to take on the Buccaneers in a big ball game. Uh, St. Charles Catholic, uh, the defending uh, select uh, uh, Division uh, Three champ, uh, to, comes to St. Martinville. West St. Mary will be at Ascension Episcopal. Uh, of course, they had the big win over Catholic High last week. Catholic High having homecoming this week. They take on the Delcom Panthers at Panther Stadium uh, Friday night. Uh, kickoff at 7. Of course, we'll air that game on Kane Radio with the uh, pregame between 6.35 with a kickoff at approximately 7. Franklin, uh, as we had uh, Coach Martin on earlier this week, talking about the Franklin Hornets coming to Lorville to take on the Tigers. And like he said, a uh, team that's oh, he's got a lot of talent and size. Uh, of course, uh, the gener- uh, the uh, Lorville Tigers uh, playing pretty good football uh, over the last few days. Had a big win uh, uh, last week. So, uh, in the meantime, in the other game of interest in our area, Vermilion Catholic journeys to Generate to take on the Tigers, uh, who are having, as we said mo- moments ago, a big year. They've only one loss on the year. Of course, they're going to be f- playing against the number two ranked team in single A in the state of Louisiana and the Generate Tigers just done a great job this year in high school sports in that regard Jeff Uh, so pretty interesting in in that manner so uh, uh, we'll see how the uh, Tigers come out Uh, I've got a lot of fine players on that Tiger team this year hitting a lot of good things about them and uh, so we'll see how Generate does of course Arcane Radio game of the week as I mentioned earlier Catholic High will take on the Delcom Panthers in a battle, and uh, hopefully in the next uh, few minutes, we'll have uh, Coach Artie Laosa on to talk about his Delcom team, which is also a very young team this year uh, for the Delcom Panthers, and uh, we'll have him on uh, in the next few minutes or so with that. Don't know, Jeff, if you might have seen anything else of interest uh, with uh, high school's football in the area uh, in that regard. If not, uh Maybe a time to take our next break and get Coach Artie Lauza on to see what he's got to say about the big ball game, maybe Catholic High's homecoming this week with a lot of things going on right now. Anyway, you're listening to Kane Radio's Bayou Sports here on uh, FM 107.5 AM 1240. We'll hope to be back as we come back on the air with Coach Artie Lauza of the Delcom Panthers. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugarroak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day Wednesday, uh, October the 11th. And on the line with us is head football coach Artie Laos of the Delcom Panthers. And, uh, Coach, uh, you had another big game this week. But last week you taken on a team that not only has a lot of talent but a lot of size and a lot of speed last week in the Franklin Hornets uh, just uh, uh, just a fine team, and you just never know which Hornet team's going to show up. Uh, they, they've got a lot of talent and size, speed on that team, and I know uh, you with a youthful team this year uh, had to go up against them last week and uh, know a lot of struggles in that game. But, uh, Coach, if you can just give us a brief synopsis of that game and then talk about the game against uh, Catholic High this coming uh, Friday night. Yeah, well, you know, as far as last week goes, you know, they, they scored and scored often. Uh, it wasn't until probably late in the first quarter that we kind of adjusted to their speed a little bit and we were able to move the ball, get a few first downs. We, we took advantage and, and did a few hard counts to, you know, steal five yards here and there with them jumping offside. So, you know, we were able to do some things and move the ball a little bit there, uh, in the second quarter, but, but, uh, just unable to sustain a drive due to them just being physically better than us. And, you know, when they get the ball to their athletes in open space, it was tough for us to, to rally and make tackles. We did do a better job of it in the second quarter and made them work, uh, work for their points there. But, uh, you know, and then of course the game got called there early in the third quarter. So, uh, but by that time it was 51 nothing. So the game was basically over. You say called, not a running clock, but literally stopped. Yeah, there there was some problems behind their bleachers. You know, they had a big homecoming crowd. Oh, that's right. They, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the game had to be stopped, and, and we just decided it was best to call it at that point. Uh, understood, understood. Although you do hate to lose some snaps to uh, for a young team, and, you know, that's one of the things we've talked about uh, with running clocks and those kind of things when uh, you really maybe need some of those snaps. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's kind of a balancing act because while you do need the snaps, sometimes when the team's so young, you know, you're so physically overpowered that you're starting to risk, risk injury at some point. Um, so, so it's a balance there with a team as young as ours because we are basically a JV team, you know, 14, 15-year-olds going against 18, 19-year-olds in some cases. So uh, that can be a, a bit of a, uh, a challenge there. But you know, we, uh, I know the kids hate to lose the snaps in the game time as well. So, but, uh, but I was proud of our kids and the way we fought, even, even with all the, uh, the challenges in front of us last week. There you go. I, I would imagine the team understands they're young. You don't want to necessarily use that as an excuse, but, but an understanding of, you know, what is what. Uh, hopefully they, they understand that and they know they're going to get better uh, as long as they stay together. Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've been very pleased with them and I've been trying to put a word on it uh, with these young men and, and it's uncommon, you know, uh, a lot of times when you're going through losing cycles and, and things like that, people just kind of give up and they go through the motions. But I think because they understand the youth and, and, you know, what can be in the future, they come to work every day, they're improving every day. And that's, that's our focus is the improvement. If we can improve every day, it's going to pay off at some point. We have to put ourselves in position to win when the opportunity arises. 
and uh, that's what we focus on daily. Yeah, I don't know if there is a way to stop the cycle where you get a year like this and you're so young, you lose so many senior players. Uh, how, how do you stop? Is there a way to stop that cycle where you can consistently have an, you know, a good junior-senior class? Right. Well, in, in a school like ours, you know, the goal, uh, I think the ideally you'd like to have 10 or more uh, players in each class. That way you're kind of – you're always consistent with your upper class numbers. You know, I do think um, COVID and that had a little bit of a of a, a play into participation. Um, you know, the, these classes we have six seniors and three juniors playing. So, you know, that that's pretty tough there. You know, we'd like to have ten to fifteen in each class if we could. Understood. Let's talk about Catholic High. Uh, you come into town uh, homecoming week. How do you battle these Catholic High Panthers? Well, I tell you, they're impressive, and, uh, you know, our, our kids have even talked about it, how it might not be as much athleticism on the field, not to say Catholic High is not a- athletic because they are, but they're a lot more disciplined in what they do offensively and defensively, and, you know, it's fun to hear our kids talk about that in practice. You know, we can't we can't expect them to do this because they're so much more disciplined than what we've seen. So that's going to provide a new challenge for us. And I like the fact that our kids are recognizing those things and, and taking that into account when we're doing our game plan and in preparation. Well, coach, uh, you said with the youth of your team, uh, with that, uh, how, how are you holding up with the bumps and bruises uh, through the course of the year? You have anyone that maybe not be uh, eligible to play this uh, coming Friday night? Uh, how's the health of your squad? I think with a, a couple of our freshmen, uh, you know, quite a little bit undersized kids, we have a cornerback, uh, Cole Fauntleroy, who's who's nursing a sprained ankle right now, and uh, Mason Dreyer, who's also nursing a sprained ankle. So I'm not sure if they'll be able to play. But And both of those uh, play defensive back and uh, rotate at receiver for us. So, you know, other than that, we're holding up pretty well. Again, I think, uh, you know, playing half a game last week probably helped that. All right, Coach, always a pleasure. Uh, appreciate you joining us on these Wednesday mornings. Best of luck in your trip out here on Friday night, and uh, we'll look forward to recapping it with you Saturday morning. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank All right, good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Uh, coach Artie Laoza over at Delcom High School, and once again, uh, tall order in front of them, but uh, again, we'll see uh, if the Panthers and Panthers uh, can put on a good show. That's right. Anyway, with that too, Jeff, you know, uh, between a few of our local teams, uh, just having real tough years. Of course, tomorrow we'll bring on course Josh Lerman, uh, the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets. Also uh, having a tough year uh, for those uh, teams uh, with uh, Holland Baptist along with the Delcom Panthers and uh, Yellow Jackets. Uh, just tough years for the, uh, those three local teams. And uh, hopefully uh, – they can uh, find a way and fight through it and uh, get some wins uh, with this schedule later on this year. Of course, uh, speaking now, sticking with football, the NFL, of course, the uh, undefeated 49ers and Eagles sit atop of uh, this week's NFL power rankings. Uh, and where it stands, of course, the Bengals and Steelers were the biggest uh, risers, uh, each up six spots, while the Commanders took the biggest tumble down 12 spots after getting blown out by the Bears course uh, the 49ers just look uh, impenetrable right now as they beat up on the Cowboys uh, 42 to 10 uh, late Sunday night uh, with that the Eagles up one uh, they're five and oh also the Chiefs play uh, tomorrow night uh, they'll take on the uh, uh, Denver Broncos is Sean Payton just trying to right that ship uh, right now uh, with that of course the Chiefs uh, are playing pretty good football right now uh, the Bills also uh, or number four at three and two, uh, they moved down a couple spots. The Dolphins up one; uh, they're at four and one on the year. The Lions, uh, of course, the surprise team to me of the league this year. Of course, they, they let, at the end of last year, I think they won six out their last seven games last year in the 2022 season. And uh, starting off where they left off last year, the Lions are at number six power ranking. They're four and one. The Cowboys fall down to seventh uh, with their loss uh, to the uh, 49ers. The Seahawks up one. They're three and one. They were off, I believe, uh, last week. The Ravens come in at three and two. They're down one. And topping the first ten in the NFL is the Jaguars, who are three and two. They're up uh, 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 two. Meanwhile, the Browns start the second ten at eleven. The Buccaneers uh, 
at three and one um, with that. Uh, also, the Chargers at thirteen. The Saints moved up a couple with their big win over the Patriots at thirty-four nothing. They're up uh, to fourteenth. The Bengals are two and three. They're up six as they uh, they keep continuing going. Hope to see that uh, Joe Burrow can uh, rest that uh, calf lag a little bit and get a little bit better. Steelers at 16. They're also up six. The Colts uh, up one. They're three and two. The Falcons up five. They're also three and two. The Rams are down two. They're two and three. The Packers down five. They're two and three. The Texans are down two. They're two and three, who the Saints play this weekend over at Reliant Stadium over in Houston. The Saints, as I mentioned, uh, game started as a picket. The Saints went up by two and a half, and it's down to one now as of this morning. That's where the Jets come in at number 22. The Vikings, 23. They're one in four. Uh, put on a good show, but just couldn't get that last touchdown last week uh, in that big ball game. Meanwhile, the Raiders at 24th. They're two and three. They're up five. The Commanders down 12 as they're two and three. The Titans down six. They're two and three. The Cardinals. Uh, one and four, along with the Patriots, uh, a one and four. The Bears up a little bit. They're one and four with a big win last week. The Broncos up one spot. They're one and four. The Giants are down three. They're one and four. And of course, the Panthers, uh, number 32, they're 0 and five, looking for their first win of the year. And of course, we mentioned the Broncos uh, take on the Chiefs on the. The Thursday night football, the Ravens uh, versus the Titans in London. The Giants will and Bills will be on uh, Sunday night football. The Cowboys and Chargers on Monday night football. So uh, pretty much NFL action this weekend. And we'll see if the Saints uh, can't come through with a big win. Of course, I was trying to remember, too, when the Saints had their bye. I think it's late in the year this year. It's in year. November. Yeah, usually. Week 14, I think. Uh, yes, uh, somewhere in there. Uh after they play the Vikings uh, up there and then come back home to play Atlanta on the 26th, which will be, uh, of course, the uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving, if my memory is correct. So they don't play the week of the 19th. Uh, the Saints are off that week. So uh, with that. Anyway, uh, a little bit on today in history. Uh, back in this date, uh, October 11th, of course, the Lakers win the bubble title. Of course, with the COVID, uh, three years ago, the Lakers, the NBA Finals, were held in Disney World. Uh, beating the Heat in Game 6 for their first championship in a decade. Meanwhile, with that, uh, the Lakers' uh, title, they tied the Celtics for the most NBA titles at 17 each for the most ever. LeBron James became the first player to win final MVPs in three different teams uh, on that. Also uh, on this date, uh, way back in 1911, uh, Tigers' uh, Ty Cobb uh, of the American League and Chicago's uh, Frank Schulte Won the inaugural MVP awards. I think they were awarded cars by Ford at that time for winning the MVP award in the uh, respective leagues, in the National League and American League. Also on this date, Jeff, don't know if you recall, but 1972, the World Hockey Association debuted, hoping to compete with the National Hockey League. Of course, it folded. Yeah, way we, back had, we had a team in Chicago, the Cougars, uh, went to a lot of games at the international amphitheater yeah the league folded in 79 but uh, four teams survived that uh that world hockey association the teams were the edmonton oilers the quebec nordiques now the colorado avalanche and the new england whalers now the carolina hurricanes and the winnipeg jets which are now the arizona coyotes in that regard so uh those teams, winnipeg did get another franchise but yeah those those moves uh, back in the mid-90s really devastated a lot of towns. Hartford lost uh, that team to Carolina. Uh, Quebec lost that team to Arizona. And again, uh, you know, again, happy for those communities to get them. But it was tough to see those teams in the north uh, lose those franchises. Yeah, that's right. Of course, uh Anyway, uh, with that, of course, you know, as I mentioned, uh, Major League playoffs, uh, the Astros up 2-1 to one on the Twins. That's at uh, 2 p.m. on Fox. Uh, one of uh, the Braves are tied 1-1 with the Phillies. That's going to be a 5 o'clock on TBS. And the Dodgers down 0-2 to the Diamondbacks. That's going to be a 9 p.m. tip at TBS also. Uh, Blackhawks at Bruins tonight uh, on TNT and Max. Avalanche at Kings uh, at 10 p.m. That will be the late game. College football tonight, as we mentioned, we've got college football every night or some type of football game every night, whether it be the NFL or college, uh, until Thanksgiving. Uh, tonight it's UTEP, a uh, 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 two-point dog, uh, two, uh, two uh, 
there. Uh, okay, I'm trying to make my notes here uh, against uh, say, uh, FIU tonight uh, at FIU. That'll be a 7:30. It's probably a 6:30 kickoff on ESPN it two. Is. And then Sam Houston, uh, a three point, a three and a half dog to New Mexico State. That's on the uh, CBS Sports Network. NBA action tonight. If you'd like want to watch a little NBA, uh, the Celtics will be at the 76ers uh, at 7 p.m. and the Kings at the Lakers uh, late game at uh, 9, uh, 10 p.m. on NBA. So uh, anyway, a lot going on right now uh, for that. And uh, just a little uh, trivia here. Uh, AL East team will not be playing in the ALCS for the first time since 2011. So you don't see the Yankees or the Red Sox or uh, any of those teams playing in the uh, big series, uh, Tampa, which is also in that division, which two teams played in the ACLS that year. Of course, the winner lost to the Cardinals. So the last time an AL East team was not in the uh, championship series was the Texas Rangers uh, with Ron Washington, the New Orleans native, coaching that team. And I'm trying to think, is Ron Washington with the Braves this year? He's the third base coach. That's right. So uh, with that. But uh, anyway, just uh, interesting in that regard, just uh, some trivia for people. But uh, in the meantime, we got a little bit more to talk about in our next segment. But it's time to take a break here on Bayou Sports on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more. And today's sports history right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Jacob Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or Go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at Danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, October the 11th here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, as I mentioned, as I usually do, a little teaser, uh, Olympic legend Mary Lou Retton right now fighting for her life uh, due to uh, really uh, complications through pneumonia, a rare form of pneumonia. And, of course, uh, the U.S. Uh, gymnastics uh, legend Mary Lou Retton, uh, an intensive care unit, according to her daughter, McKenna uh, Kelly, uh, Instagram story. And, of course, Mary Lou Retton was admitted to the hospital, a very rare form of pneumonia. Uh, per Kelly's post on Tuesday afternoon, she added that her mother is not able to breathe on her own and has been in an ICU for over a week, ending her story with a plea for prayers. Of course, Mary Lou Retton, 55 already, who won five medals at the 84 Olympics, Summer Olympics in Los Angeles, including a gold medal in the individual all-around competition, the first in history by an American woman, by the way. And for her effort, she was named SI Sportsperson of the Year way back in 84. 
course, after her gymnastics career, she remained active in media, appearing in several films and TV shows, in addition to uh, several Olympic and gymnast uh, uh, ambassador roles. She also served on a President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports under President George W. Bush. So Mary Lou Retton fighting for her life. And who can remember? I remember her and what one of those vault bar, uh, vaults. Uh, she had a, it seemed like she had either a broken ankle or a sprained ankle, and she went and did her uh, 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 a result, I guess, her competition, and ended up doing a, 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 a landing. And I can remember trying to hold her balance with one foot, you know, basically off the ground because of the injury to that foot. And I can't remember if it was a break or a sprain, but it was pretty impressive. Was that though. her? Because I know there was a similar situation in 2002 with one of the American gymnasts. Yeah, it was uh, Mary Lou was uh, that particular one I remembered. Uh, but she, uh, fantastic uh, uh, gymnast uh, performing. And uh, you'd mentioned, did not know that her daughter, Kelly, uh, was at one time at LSU on, on the gymnastics team. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's still there and, and when she uh, competed. But, yeah, McKenna Lane Kelly, uh, former uh, LSU um, gymnast. Yeah, amazing. Did not know that story. But uh, anyway, you can keep a little prayers in your mind for Mary Lou Retton. Just uh, what a pixie. Small in stature, but always had that great smile with that little, uh, I guess, uh, 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 haircut, uh, which she had uh, that most gymnasts do to, uh, to keep the hair out of their faces and all when they're tumbling and vaulting and all. But uh, anyway, just a sad story. Hopefully uh, she can pull through this. But a rare form of... Uh, pneumonia that she's trying to fight through right now so uh, god bless her anyway in the meantime today in sports history here on october the 11th way back in uh, 1906 white Sox pitcher ed welsh strikes out then a record 12 men in a world series game of course we all know uh, bob gibson holds that record against detroit in 68 when he struck out 17 tigers in that game as i mentioned just moments ago cobb and schultz were both named the inaugural major league uh, mvps they prize as a car I think it was the Ford Corporation that gave them each, I guess, a Model T back then. Also in this date, 1923, Babe Ruth homers in the fourth and fifth innings is the difference as the Yankees beat the Giants 4-2 to at the Polo Grounds. Of course, uh, that was the opening year of Yankee Stadium. Uh, they tied the World Series games at one apiece. That was the first World Series the Yankees won that, by the way, was in 1923. Also in this day, in 1925, the New York Giants played their first NL game, National Football League game. They lose to Providence, 14 to nothing. Not sure where Providence ended up in the league or if they still existed. Also in this date, 1927, first baseman Lou Gehring is named the American League MVP despite hitting uh, 60 home runs that year, Beirut did. Uh, the reason why he didn't win it, because uh, the winner of the previous year wasn't eligible to win it again. So uh, Lou Gehring wins the uh, uh, American League MVP. Also in this date, 1943, in the World Series, uh, the Yankees become the first team to win 10 World Championships. They beat the Cardinals 2 to nothing at Sportsman's Park. They win the World Series four games to one in a series triumph. Also in this date, 1946, the Yankees traded an infield by the name of Joe Gordon. Just three years earlier, he was MVP of the National, I mean, the American League to Cleveland. They get him for pitcher Allie Reynolds, who went on to have a fabulous career with the Yankees. Also in this date, 1948, the Cleveland Indians beat the Boston Braves four games to three at Braves Field to clinch uh, the series four games to two. And the Indians, that's their second championship in team history. Of course, they haven't won another one since. And they've played in the World Series, to my mind, one, two, maybe three times. Uh, the last time, I believe, was against the Cubs in 16. Is that who the Cubs beat for the uh, World yeah. Series uh, championship in 16? Of course, the Cleveland Indians at that time, a minority shareholder was Bob Hope of the Cleveland Indians. Of course, Lou Boudreaux, the fine player manager for the Indians that year in 48. Also in 67 in World Series uh, record, three consecutive home runs hit by Carl Yastrzemski, Reggie Smith, and Rico Petroselli as the Red Sox beat the Cardinals 8-4 to four in Game 6. Of course, Bob Gissom comes back to beat them in uh, Game 7 against uh, um, the Red Sox and uh, in that series. And uh, Gibson uh, 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 was the MVP also. He won three games in that series. Meanwhile, in 1968, 
Billy Martin is named manager of the Minnesota Twins and did a fine job with the Twins as manager before he moved on to the Tigers and then Yankees and A's. Uh, also in this date in 1991, Chip Beck ties a PGA record, lowest 18-hole score of 59 during the third round of the Las Vegas Invitational at Sunrise Golf Club. I think Al Guybarker was the first PGA professional to shoot under 60 at a 59 Back in the 60s, I do believe I'm looking over at my uh, stat book over here, and I get a thumbs up with that. Also in this date in 1992, Deion Sanders plays for the Atlanta Falcons in an NFL game that day. Then is flown across town to play for the Braves in the, uh, in the World Series, or maybe it was a playoff game, but played for the Falcons that afternoon and played for the uh, Braves that night uh, in that regard. So uh, with that, uh, Deion Sanders, primetime, always in the spotlight. Birthdays today, uh, born on this day way back in 1899, Eddie Dyer. And a lot of you go, man, who's Eddie Dyer? Eddie Dyer was born in Morgan City, Louisiana, and played in the major leagues, was also a manager for many years, too. But the family had to, uh, during the Depression, had to move on to Houston, where his dad got into business, and uh, and he played at Rice University, was a heck of a baseball player and in football and also uh, basketball at Rice. But Eddie Dyer, born in Morgan City, just uh, one great player in the major leagues that a lot of people weren't aware of, a Louisiana native. Also born on this day, Steve Young, of course, enough said, the quarterback, a Super Bowl winner with uh, as a backup with the 49ers, finally got the monkey off his back, as he said, 94, winning the MVP and uh, also winning a Super Bowl with the 49ers, born in Salt Lake City, Utah. Also born in this day, one of the great names in basketball, uh, played for the Duke Blue Devils, Cherokee Parks, who played with the Mavericks and Timberwolves, born in Huntington Beach, California, on this date. Also, uh, deaths on this date, some notable deaths on this date, too. I uh, don't know if people remember this name. Uh, dying on this day way back in 1959 was Burt Bell. He was a Hall of Fame executive. He was the NFL commissioner for 14 years. He also was owner of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He dies from a heart attack at the age of 64. Of course, that's when Pete Rozelle was elevated to the commissioner of the National Football League, uh, taking Burt Bell's place. Also passing away on this date uh, in 1986, Norm Cash, uh, first baseman with the Tigers, a uh, batting champion in 1961, dies from a drowning incident at uh, 51 years of age. Of course, Norm Cash hit 361 in 1961 with a, with a cork bat. And a man never hit over 300 again in the 15 to 18 years he played in the major leagues. And he it till his later years admitted he had a cork back in that 61 series uh, season and uh, hit 361 to win the American League batting title. Also passing on this day, uh, a legend with the Reds and Astros, Lil' Joe Morgan passed away on this day in 2020. Of course, the Hall of Fame uh, infielder, 10-time All-Star, World Series MVP in 75 and 6 with the big red machine. Also the MVP in the league back in 75 and 76 uh, with them. Of course, he went on to a pretty good broadcasting career uh, with ESPN. He died at the age of 77 in that regard. So also, uh, I'm going to go back to the quote of the day here. And uh, with Joe Morgan, Joe Morgan, just a, a fine hitter and base stealer and infielder with uh, with the Astros and the Reds. And he played with, I want to say, with the with the A's at one time and seemed like he played with somebody else I think in he was uh, San Francisco. He was a San yeah, Francisco native. Yeah, he was. He was. And uh, with that, he said that Greg Maddox could put a baseball through a lifesaver if you asked him. Of course, those little lifesavers. We're not talking about the uh, big lifesaver. I think he was being sarcastic talking about the little mint lifesaver that you buy. Uh, but Greg Maddox, the only pitcher I thought in Major League Baseball, the umpires, uh, and his ball, the movement on his ball, uh, just he got so many outside pitches for strikes out that were outside the uh, black of the plate. But uh, just a tremendous pitcher. And they tell me a prankster, too, in the dugout was Greg Maddox doing certain things to players with the bubble gum on top of his hat or different things like that. They said Maddox was great at that. Anyway, Jeff, uh, that's today in sports history uh, on a big uh, hump day Wednesday, October the 11th. Don't know if. You might have picked up something or saw anything else. Oh, yeah, we're across. talking about uh, Mary Lou Retton. Uh, Barry Melrose uh, has given up his uh, role at ESPN. Battling Parkinson's disease 
had uh, gained a little notoriety, a very young head coach with the L.A. Kings back in the 80s, uh, retired from coaching at a fairly early age, but uh, became a broadcaster with ESPN back when ESPN was doing hockey in the 80s and 90s before the strike. And uh, it's kind of a shame because ESPN just got the rights again to hockey last year, and he was in a position once again to... uh, be uh, an analyst for yeah. NHL games. That's and what so I remember him doing uh, with ESPN is being a big-time analyst uh, with the National Hockey League, uh, yeah. and a pretty good one, too. Knew the game. Yeah. Knew the game uh, with that, too. Uh, so sorry to hear that. And Parkinson's, I can uh, condone, uh, I can feel for him for that. I have a sister that's fighting with it right now, and it's a horrible disease, and uh, it's something else that uh, comes into play. Uh, so I can uh, – uh, have uh, empathy for him uh, in that disease. No doubt. Big thanks to our guest today, again from Highland Baptist, Rick Hudson. Appreciate him coming on Wednesday mornings, as well as Coach Artie Liuza. As always, appreciate our sponsors by sports, brought to us in part by the Schwing Insurance Agency, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Headache and Pain Center, LA Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep. District number 49, of course, Election Day, Saturday.